This is Todd Aronson. I am here today with Darren Jesberg. Uh, I'm the host of Visit Modesto's Get Fresh podcast. Darren Jesberg is a local um, firefighter, outdoor enthusiast, marketer, and most importantly, you know, I think we all take this to heart, a dad. Um, and we're going to cover those topics and a couple more things. And is there anything I forgot about what you do and who you are? Uh, no, that's about that's about right. Thanks. I have a, a lot of titles and uh, things I do, but that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Excellent. So we start every Get Fresh podcast with what's fresh right now. So considering it's late September for me, um, and no drinking jokes, I naturally turn to Crush, and I think about Harvest Time for Grapes, um, wine, awesome table grapes, but it's squash season. Uh, you know, eggplant, pumpkins, Brussels sprouts, things like that. Is there anything fresh right now that uh, you want to share with everybody? No, I think you're on the right track. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we're thinking about uh, October. The autumn is coming up here pretty quick. As a matter of fact, I think it was fall a couple of days ago, right? So we're in yeah. in the fall season. Uh, I think about, you know, wine, like you said, pumpkins. Uh, you know, beer is also another one you may have forgotten to mention, but uh, Oktoberfest is pretty popular in Germany. Uh, it's also popular here in Modesto. We've had Oktoberfests locally, you know, so. And we do. We have a bunch of uh, gastro pubs and brew pubs that are open and a couple of new uh, breweries that serve food and they're doing outdoor dining. And I've seen some pumpkin beer out there. So uh, I can't forget the pumpkin beer. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, it, we're, we're here. We're, there's still fires burning in California. Um, everybody's heard about it all over the world. You know, they're getting orange sunsets in New York from our smoke. Um, we're in a pandemic and I don't know if we're in the beginning, middle or end and I ain't going there because that's not what this is about. Election season is getting wiggy right now. Um, so I, I need to know how's Modesto treating you today with all that? Well, the, the air is cleared literally in Modesto. I mean, we had a lot of smoke in the air until recently. Um, it just compounds the anxiety everybody's feeling with the, with the COVID, uh, like you mentioned, the, ele the election uh, jargon, you know. So, uh, you know, fall in Modesto is actually really nice. We have really nice seasons here. And I think fall, this time of year, is one of my favorite times of year. It's just, it, it cools off a little more. It's a little more crisp in the morning. Um, the seasons start to change, you know. The leaves are changing and everything. So I think that, uh, I think we're entering into a better situation locally with the smoke being gone. And we'll get through the COVID thing. We'll get through the election, you know. Right, right. It's a, I, I, uh, I heard a podcast recently, and the uh, commentator was saying, hey, look, about every 10 to 20 years, we have these crises in our, our government and our country, and America survives just fine. You know, we had Prohibition. We had World War II. We had Hoovervilles. We had Korean War. We dropped a bomb on Japan. You know, there have been recessions. We had Kent State and, you know, it was crazy. There, you know, Nixon, uh, a lot of crazy stuff's happened in this country and we're doing just fine. So sure. we'll, we will get through this. You know, um, before I jump into a couple other questions, um, since we did talk about the fires, you have a firefighter background um, and probably could give everyone a fresh perspective on what this is like as a firefighter. I don't know if you were um, involved in any forest fires or, or had to fight it, but you, 
I think you're going to be able to share with us um, and anyone listening what it's like to be a firefighter and what their needs are, uh, what's going on in this season. So do you mind taking a minute? Sure, yeah. So I, I went to the fires up north uh, for about nine days. Um, I was at the, the LNU complex, the lightning complex up north around uh, Healdsburg, Sonoma. So and, you were just there two weeks ago. Yeah, I just got back just recently. Um, so we spent, like I said, nine days up there. Um, usually 14 to 21 days is, is the maximum. And I went up there to relieve a team, and a lot of the guys have been up there for 21 days. So we, I didn't say the first time. All that aside, um, yeah, I mean, it's devastating. You know, we um, here in Modesto, we're part of the Master Mutual Aid System, and we go anywhere in the state, and in some cases, we even go to other states uh, for natural disasters to include fire, fire or uh, forest fires. Uh, earthquakes, natural disasters of, of any type. So uh, every year we go on what's called strike teams. And I went as a strike team leader uh, this last go around, uh, had five engines from our county uh, with their personnel. And uh, my job is to basically make sure that everybody was safe and, and uh, played by the rules and uh, kind of manage the team uh, around the county. So, but day to day around Modesto, I mean, being a firefighter, it's, it's um, I, I'm a little biased, but it's the best job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Um, and we're all just regular people, you know. I think most people that are firefighters or five really have a background or a passion for helping people. Um, and I've, I've always I've always had that um, that passion for helping people, doing the right thing, uh, trying to figure things out. You know, if you can't if a firefighter can't figure it out, it's probably really broken. Because who do you call in the middle of the night when you're when your plumbing breaks? You usually call it the fire, you know, 911, the fire department shows up and we do something. You know, we'll, we'll stop the, the leak and preserve your property. Uh, you know, cats and trees, um, those things, we still do that, believe it or not. But, right. uh, but day to day, we're, we're normal people and, you know, Modesto's, um, it's a growing city. Uh, we have a lot of calls, you know, um, we're one of the busiest uh, cities in Modesto. And, uh, you know, day to day, we do have quite a few fires. Uh, medical aids every day, of course. Um, so we stay really busy. And at the end of the day, I can leave work and know that uh, I made something. I made a difference in somebody's life, very likely, you know. So that's, uh, for me, it's very rewarding. I mean, you, you said, you know, the cats and trees. My aunt is handicapped. She's in a wheelchair. And she fell out of her wheelchair and couldn't get back in. She dialed 911. And she said, Todd, nine hunky, handsome <laughs> guys showed up in my apartment. It was awesome. So I'm sure you have those funny stories too. We still make house calls. We're the few occupations that makes house calls still, and it's it is it is pretty uh, rewarding and very uh, it's, it's very fun. So I, I still enjoy it. Cool. Well, thanks for doing what you do. And I also noticed you were in the Air Force. Um, and and do you feel that that experience taught you anything about how you approach life, nature, firefighting? You know, all this all this involvement that you have in the community. You you've got this the stillness about you that most people don't have. Yeah, I, um, so I grew up in the LA area and uh, I worked after high school full time for a motorcycle shop. I, I grew up riding and racing dirt bikes. And uh, around 19, I realized that this is a great job. The guys I work with are fantastic, but where do I want to see myself at 25, at 30, at 35, at 50? I'll be 53 here shortly, you know. And uh, so I started looking around, didn't really have the, the means or the drive to go to college. No one said, hey, what college do you want to go to? It was, if you want to go to JC, we'll pay for your classes, but, you know, really no, no direction plan. Um, so I started looking around at, at creating a foundation for myself. 
and try to try to to get out and do something better with my life so later on in life I could look back and say that that worked or, or didn't work you know in this case it did so I chose the Air Force um, I shopped around all different branches of service the Air Force had the most um, realistic training that fit that fit me of course I want to be a firefighter first and I was very impacted they said well you'll be on the list for a while and I wanted to go right now at 19 I said if I don't do it now I'm probably not going to do this so um, and I tested really high in the, in the technical and mechanical um, part of the test, the ASVAB test you take to go in. And I said, well, we really need people in the technical field. So if you would take, you know, a job as a mechanic or technician, that's probably going to be better for us than for you long term. So I did. Um, I joined 19. I would, you know, through the basic training and everything. Um, I really want to go to Germany. And he says, no guarantees that we can stay to Germany, you know, but uh, when I was in tech school back in uh, Illinois, um, the assignments came out and I got Germany. So it's pretty exciting to get my first uh, choice for assignments. So I spent two years in Germany in the Air Force. Um, I worked as an age mechanic, uh, aerospace ground equipment, uh, basically anything associated with, it, with the aircraft on the ground, we would fix, repair, uh, modify. The coolest part about being in Germany though, is I, I couldn't take my dirt bike with me, but I bought a mountain bike. And this is back in 1988 when mountain bikes weren't really popular. Um, I just want to get out and see the countryside. I couldn't afford a car, you know, so I bought a mountain bike and I would ride every single day after work. Um, and it rained every day, of course, so I'm riding the rain. Um, the weekends, you know, I met some people who, who thought it was pretty cool to, to do that. So before I, when I left two years later, I had four friends who bought mountain bikes and we were riding every weekend and enjoying the countryside, you know. Back then, there's no cell phones. We had no GPS. Nobody knew where we were. We, we get lost and turn around these little villages, the forest, and somehow make it back to base. <laughs> well, it's interesting, and you brought all that back here. You know, you, you've incorporated it into your life in Modesto, and you're instilling it in other kids. You know, that outdoorsy thing, I, I think, is really cool. Um, now, you ended up working at with Royal Robbins, who's one of the most iconic figures in Yosemite history. Royal Robbins is from here in Modesto, and he, he scaled the peaks there, and yeah, was had a lot of firsts up in Yosemite. Um, you worked with him back in the 90s. Did you get any, like, any, anything from Royal himself, may he rest in peace, that um, ties into your adventure spirit or, or lessons from Royal that you want to share? Uh, yeah, he was an interesting, very um, stoic person. Uh, we connected. I, I never heard of Modesto or, or Royal. I was going, by the way, before I moved here. And uh, lo and behold, I'm working for a company and for a gentleman who had this iconic status I'd never heard of. Well, I, I dabbled in rock climbing just prior to moving to Modesto. Uh, so friends of mine was in the Air Force, went to Waco, Texas, and we climbed, went rock climbing. I loved it. So a friend of mine who, uh, I, I have a pilot license, by the way, and, and during my ground school for getting my pilot license, uh, a friend of mine worked for Royal Robbins, who's the international director. He says, hey, if you want to do an internship when you're in college, uh, hit me up and I'll, I'll get you in as an intern. So I started Royal Robbins as an intern, became the webmaster, and eventually worked there full time uh, in marketing. But as far as Royal Robbins goes, just being around him was interesting because he, he, he brought perspective and a sense of calm to the room we walked in. Um, and just talking to him, he's a very deep thinker. Um, you know, he, he's a self-made person. He and Liz Robbins started the company. Liz is very instrumental uh, with that endeavor as well. And uh, I think, you know, to answer your question, Royal, I think Royal maybe 
look at things differently. Whatever it was I was looking at uh, or working on at the time, um, he really made me challenge myself. And I think the main thing that he really instilled in me, uh, which I'd, I'd never been involved with in the past, to be honest with you, was a sense of community service. So really, Royal is the one who kicked off my uh, interest and enthusiasm for uh, giving back to my community. And at the time, I didn't think I'd, I'd stay in Modesto very long. I, I thought, I'll be here for a while, I'll go through college, um, and they'll get a job someplace else. Uh, well, it turns out I, my job was right here in Modesto. Um, and uh, so Royal, uh, through his interaction, he had a lot of programs internally for the employees where he could get people out of the community, um, whether it be uh, for a while there, I was going to one of the schools, helping one of the students with just reading, you know, reading and, and basic math, um, like a tutor, basically, you know. So you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, for anybody listening to this, they may not realize like Modesto is this huge community of community service participants. Right? It, it really is. Everybody does two or three things, not just one, and, and they're passionate about it. Um, and they get involved and they work hard at it. Um, what other programs? I mean, uh, that besides the outdoor stuff that you do, or is there anything else? Like the reading is awesome. And yeah, those so, are great gifts. Right? Yeah, I did a little, a little bit with uh, local, one local school's uh, kind of a mentorship program. Uh, we go to read to, read to kids uh, periodically. And then um, I went up and did some, some trail work on the PCT of uh, one of our employees um, who was involved with the PCT, Pacific Crest Trail. And uh, it really, that really kind of solidified my interest in doing trail work, um, getting outdoors and, you know, being, and being part of the solution rather be an end user of trails, be part of the solution, be part of the process to actually maintain trails. So um, I got involved with that. And then, then I, I, I got recruited from Royal Robins to High Tech Footwear, which also had their corporate headquarters here in Modesto at the time. Um, so we had two global companies working in here in Modesto in the outdoor industry. Uh, so and I, I can recall sitting down with Royal, I was very, pretty bitter, uh, pretty undecided about leaving Royal Robins. And at the time, they were going through some, some growing pains, trying to discover who they were again, rebrand themselves. And he says, look, Darren, he goes, I don't know what we're going to be in six months or six years from now. If you have an opportunity to go someplace else, in this case, High Tech USA, he says, I, I would consider that uh, as, a, as a pretty sure thing. And so I took his advice. Uh, I followed through the interview. I worked for High Tech Sports, uh, manufacturers of lightweight hiking boots and, and uh, uniform boots for uh, for uh, law enforcement and firefighters and military. So when I was working there, um, I was a marketing director for two brands, the high tech brand, the Magnum brand. And we had an opportunity uh, one year to, to sponsor a trail anywhere in the United States, uh, be the title sponsor for the American Hiking Society. Um, and I looked around at different trail systems and we're a, we're a global company. But I thought, you know, our community has trails. <laughs> And as a matter of fact, at that point, uh, I've been somewhat involved in this Virginia Corridor project. And they took the Virginia Corridor, which is the old Tidewater uh, rail system, and the plan was to convert it to a, to a trail system. So Liz Robbins and Royal were very active in that uh, effort. Uh, I got involved. And when I had the ability later on at High Tech, um, we, had a, we had the ability to sponsor a trail. And I was able to uh, put some money into this program and we became a, a sponsor of getting the, the Virginia Corridor Trail. And that uh, trail is 
great. You know, I, I trained for a marathon last year. I used to live in the college neighborhood. Now I live um, over by Dry Creek, which is behind you, I believe. Yeah, uh, we're probably neighbors. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's a great training place because it's a beautiful trail. It's tree-lined. It has shade. It has brightness. It has smiling people. You can grab a coffee if you need it. Um, but it's, it's about five miles long right now. So there you can get your 10-mile practice run in or just five miles or break it up how you want or just meander through some gorgeous neighborhoods. So you're an outdoors junkie. Is your, are your family members outdoor junkies? Like I have a couple kids, your wife, he's laughing, great. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to be, you know, I, again, I, I have always enjoyed the outdoors, I've always enjoyed cycling. Um, so it sounds kind of strange, but, but being so close to Dry Creek has been one of the things that keeps me here in Modesto, it keeps me grounded. I, I can go out and ride Dry Creek uh, just kind of tune out my, my week and kind of reconnect with, you know, uh, the outdoors and get a good workout at the same time. So, um, yeah, so I use Dry Creek quite a bit, and I've obviously been involved with some efforts to, to maintain, maintain Dry Creek from a volunteer community uh, perspective. So I started the Dry Creek Trails Coalition, uh, Dry Creek Trail Riders, about 10 years ago. And really, I just kind of noticed that Dry Creek was kind of just falling by the wayside as far as... Uh, vandalism, upkeep. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a component of illegal camping down there that, that brought a different dynamic. So I just basically started asking questions and in some cases just telling people, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start picking up trash. Uh, started rallying my, my fellow mountain bike group. Um, and we just go on Sundays and pick up trash. So we networked, met the uh, Shadow Chase running group, do the same thing on different days. We combined forces. Um, and it's just been a, it's been a 10 year effort of networking, um, growing, expanding, and in, in the end, the Dry Creek, and now the Tuolumne Riverside Trail uh, benefit from those efforts. You know, Chris Guptill and I, I met Chris Guptill down there doing a cleanup one day, and it's, if you know who Chris Guptill is, he's, uh, he started Operation 1999. We were doing a cleanup, of dry, a cleanup of Dry Creek about maybe six, seven years ago, and he, he came by and said, hey, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we're picking up trash. He goes, well, how do I get involved? I said, well, there's trash bags here and there's trash over there. If you put them together, now you're one of us. <laughs> what a guy, what a guy. So yeah. he, he really wanted to uh, take that, that, that model and apply it to the Tuolumne River, which he did very successfully. Um, and now we have five more miles of trails along the Tuolumne River from Beardbrook to, to Carpenter Road. So you can, you can literally ride from uh, Claws Road to Carpenter back and get 20 miles of of riding or running it if you'd like. It's incredible and I know the city's real committed to it. You mentioned um, Shadow, Ch Shadow Chase Running Group. You mentioned um, your coalition, Dry Creek Coalition. For anybody listening, I know that on Saturday mornings there's kind of like this kickoff. They all meet and everybody, what is it, like eight or nine o'clock on Saturday mornings in Dry Creek Park. So, so if anyone's visiting Modesto and they want to go on a run or ride, they, they, wouldn't they go down there Saturday mornings? So Sunday mornings, we historically at nine o'clock, we have an open longstanding uh, ride that meets at the tennis courts at East La Loma Park. Um, and sometimes there's two people, sometimes there's 10, you know, but it's just, it's nine o'clock is kind of the meeting time. If you want to ride with somebody, there's typically somebody there. My day's off, I'll swing through there about nine o'clock. If anybody's hanging out, uh, invite them on a ride and we'll go ride together. Uh, Shadow Chase does have uh, their, their group runs on Saturday mornings. And they have different types of, of runs that they host down there. Yeah, uh, they do short and longs. Um, you know, they break up into groups. So yeah. They, they have, listening, 
you know, hook up with them. Now, um, a lot of people might be, I know at one point I was intimidated, intimidated with um, trail riding. Um, you know, how does, is, is there a way to get into it? Is there a way to get started? What's, what's the right way to go through that process? Because you work with a lot of kids who are just starting off in trail riding, right? Sure. Um, you know, we have some fantastic bike shops here in town that they're starting to carry more mountain bikes. And you can get a good entry-level bike for under $1,000. And, and we have this great trail system here in Modesto, you know, Dry Creek, the Tuolumne Riverside Trail, Virginia, Virginia Corridor Trail. Uh, just really just getting out there on, on any kind of bike that's worthy to be off-road. There's a whole variety of bikes out there. Um, and just, just kind of just getting into it very gradually maybe riding with people who are experienced. Um, we started the, the high school mountain bike race team last year here in Modesto because there wasn't one in our area. So it's a nationally recognized league. Uh, we now have the Modesto Composite High School Mountain Bike Race Team, which means any, any high school aged uh, student from our area to include Ripon and Turlock and Oakdale uh, could join the team. And we take them out, we show, we start with the basics, you know, the basics of bike maintenance, the basics of how to, how to ride a bike, um, how to handle a bike. So we have skill sessions. We progress through more advanced type training. So for the kids, we're doing that. With adults, it's a little more difficult. So I'd say any adult out there who wants to get into mountain biking or trail riding, um, go to a bike shop, ask some questions, look online, you read about it. But really have to get out there some people who know, who know the trails, know the area, and just ride at your own level. Um, and always wear a helmet, you know, so. And, and probably gloves because, you know, you, <laughs> I've learned um, when I was a motorcycle rider that you don't grab, you can't grab hand or grab skin onto the palm of your hand. So always wear gloves if you go down. Right. Um, you know, uh, I'm looking at that trail behind you and that one I, I know because I run down there is pretty aggressive um, in certain spots, but there's a higher trail too, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. you have a couple different trails what is the least aggressive in the area and what's the most aggressive? And I mean, it could be all the way out to LaGrange for all I know. The county is big. Oh, so locally, Dry Creek has a paved path that goes through it. That's the, the least aggressive. Um, and there's little offshoots of, of single track trail that, that vary in difficulty. Um, the 12 Riverside Trail that goes from um, Gateway Park to Carpenter Road, it's, it's much more user friendly, it's wider, it's flatter. Um, it's really much, much more of an of a entry-level trail. But, you know, uh, Modesto is situated uh, right in the middle of California, obviously, and we have access to a lot of trail systems and outdoor experiences all around us. I, I see Modesto as being this, this great hub for outdoor recreation. Uh, you can go, you know, an hour or two in any direction, have a different outdoor experience to include Pinecrest, you know, Red Hills, Santa Cruz, it's all right here, you know, so there's plenty of trails around and plenty of riding around for mountain biking or, or trail running or um, whatever your interest is. And that's really what kept, has kept me here at Modesto besides my job and family now is I'd like the proximity to all these different great places. We can go skiing with an hour and a half, snow skiing, you know, we have lakes and rivers and trails. And you're in Yosemite in an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, we, we can do a day trip to Yosemite. Um, so so last year we, we, uh, we were chosen to host the uh, California Trails and Greenways Conference, um, which you were involved with, right? Uh, so they, they obviously because of COVID had to back off and defer this, but they promised next year to bring the conference back to Modesto. Um, and, and again, a lot of it has to do with 
the venue. It's, it's very conducive to what they need, but also it's the proximity to these great outdoor spaces to include right in your backyard with your own trail systems. So pretty exciting stuff. So I, I know that um, riding or any type of outdoor experience um, requires carbs uh, and some calories. Uh, what, what are your favorite stops before, during, or after? Like, where do you recommend people go uh, and they'll find other outdoor enthusiasts like you? So I think, um, I think that, uh, well, for example, my wife and I, occasionally when the kids are uh, at the grandparents at night, we'll, uh, we'll get in the morning and we'll ride down, downtown for breakfast. We'll ride the trails downtown for breakfast. Um, there's some great restaurants downtown we can ride up to. And typically when we're down there having breakfast, there'll be some other riders who show up and I, I usually know them. <laughs> but I'd say, you know, as far as restaurants go, uh, we like to go to Ralston's Go for breakfast. You sit outside, your bike's safe. It's a nice uh, outdoor experience. And then for lunch, there's a great place for, you can ride to for lunch, uh, Persuasion Brewing Company over on 7th Street. They have great sandwiches. They've got a, a, a tap room, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of our group will wind up there uh, pre-COVID having lunch and a couple of, uh, a couple of beers at, you know, along the trail. You can literally ride the trail up to the, up to Persuasion and get back down. So, um, taco trucks, we have taco trucks here at Modesto and, and they're great. Road bike riding, mountain bike riding, whatever you want to do, riding canal banks. You can, you can link up and hit a taco truck or a little taqueria pretty easily. And, and we do all that here at Modesto. It's, you know, sometimes we even plan our routes based on what we want to eat that day. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know, like I'm a, I know the granola bars, the fresh made granola bars at Mocha Magic are great. I always throw a couple in my pack. Uh, any hidden gems like that that like, oh yeah, make sure you stop at? Um, well, there are, I mentioned a couple already. Um, you know, Scenic Drive is right across from, from the trails of Dry Creek. Scenic Drive has some great burgers. We like burgers, you know. And it is an old school drive-in and the food is great. That's a good call. Yeah, so like I said, downtown has a lot of great places to, to go to as far as destination or even or even passing through Modesto or downtown, you know, Camp Four. Uh, you know, Damon Robbins uh, is Roll Robbins' son and he and he started Camp Four um, and, and he runs it currently. That's a great place to go for any meal, you know, but especially lunch and dinner. And they do a lovely job outside with uh, the, the curtain, you know, current requirements of only dining outside. Right. So you're also a river enthusiast, though. You're not just a cyclist. You're a river guy. Yeah, I've done some kayaking. And, and again, you know, my early years in Modesto, I, um, I've, been, I've been rock climbing, uh, mountain biking, obviously. And I got into kayaking, whitewater kayaking, when I lived here in Modesto with some friends of mine. And we'd go to, to Knights Ferry and, and you know, kayak uh, the Stanislaus River, uh, Sacramento, the American River. And, uh, you know, and again, it was, we're so centralized here in Modesto, we can get out and do a day trip and do that type of activity. Um, but yeah. So Ferry is not even 20 minutes. It's in the county. It's not even 20 minutes from, you know, where we're both sitting right now. Oh, it's, yeah, it is, it's not very far away and it offers that a uh, little bit of whitewater experience, you know, and it's, uh, it's right in our backyard. We have a lot of things in our backyard that some people don't take, don't take advantage of, you know, and we take for granted sometimes, you know, but. Uh, so again, I think Modesto has a lot to offer. It's, it's right here in the middle of California. It's definitely an outdoor hub, in my opinion, and other people's opinions, I'm sure. Um, so, um, as far as 
on that vein then, um, what would be the perfect 48 hours for an outdoor enthusiast? So they, they may throw their road bike or their bike or their golf clubs, you know, in the trunk on the back of the car. Um, they, they book a room at a great hotel here. What's the outdoor recommendations from Mr. Outdoors, Darren? You well, know, I've got, I've got 48 hours, what am I doing? I'm a little biased, but I would definitely say hit the trails uh, on your mountain bike um, or road bike. We have plenty of great road biking routes around Modesto as well. Um, and a lot of very avid road biking enthusiasts um, every day are out there. There's plenty of group rides as well. So I would say hit the trails, um, grab a watercraft of some type, uh, a raft or a kayak. And we now can navigate down Tuolumne River through Modesto because the, uh, the dam was removed a couple years ago. So now it's completely open and clear to, to navigate. Um, you know, I, I would say a 48 hour trip would probably start off with, with breakfast downtown, walk to that hotel you mentioned, uh, grab some breakfast, hop on my road bike, go for a, a road bike spin around Modesto, uh, come back, have lunch downtown again, uh, hop my road or my mountain bike and then head from downtown to trails, which is very easy to get to. Uh, you can do 20 miles very easily on, on the trails here in Modesto. Um, come back, change, and then hit the river, you know, for a paddle. Uh, go play around the Tuolumne River for a while and enjoy that experience. And then come back for dinner, downtown, of course. And then the next day, you get up and you can do all that again if you want. Or you can just uh, kind of, you know, take a little uh, leisurely uh, ride or walk around the college area here in Modesto. Look at the, the houses, the architecture, and, and maybe hit a, another... Uh, another eatery someplace in between, you know, so. so um, I'm, I'm going to add to that, um, and I'll have to get with you on a, on a ride for this. We just cataloged over 100 public pieces of art, including murals in Modesto. Um, and uh, we want to create a map around it. So make sure you're also taking in the murals. We got a lot downtown, but the whole city um, has art all over the place that, that is great to go see. And if you're an outdoor enthusiast, no better way to see it. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of opportunities to get on your bike and just ride around Modesto. People do these, uh, you know, these, these bar hop cruises or cruiser bikes, you know, go from, from uh, pub to pub or restaurant to restaurant. And I think, I think more of that's going to continue to happen here in Modesto as more people get outside, enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the great weather, uh, enjoy being on a bike or on foot. Um, and, and downtown is, is, is dramatically improved since I moved here almost 30 years ago. Um, so, you know, thanks to what you do and Chris Murphy and all the people involved in bringing life back into downtown uh, is definitely a destination now for people who live here. I think for people outside the area, it offers a lot of experiences you wouldn't normally find uh, in a city our size. Well, and we also, you know, for if, if you're into spreading out a little bit or you need other people in the car to do things, if they're not outdoor enthusiasts, you know, we have the only um, indoor shopping mall and the largest one between Sacramento and Fresno, the only Apple store in the central, this part of the Central Valley. Um, great restaurants up there. I'm a big fan of, of Mike's, uh, uh, the grill house up on the north end of Modesto. So it's not just uh, uh, all about downtown. It's pretty spread out. And we have a canal system that is excellent to walk or jog or run on, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so do you have the canal we, system at all? Yeah, I do. So um, we've worked over the years uh, as part of a bicycle advisory committee, uh, former mayor uh, Marsh Commission, to look at safe routes and cycling paths throughout the Modesto area. And we kind of dabbled with the canal system. Uh, MID, of course, a little lukewarm. I heard people use their, their canals. 
for liability purposes, but same token, they don't enforce it. So every day people are out walking uh, the dogs, running, riding their bikes on the canal system. And, and quite a few of us actually have planned routes that we go out and do. I can do a 10, 20, 30, or 40 mile route around Modesto on the canal banks, loop some of our trails into the system or some bike routes. And that's a, that's a great way to get out and see things, you know? Uh, so the canals, um, people use them. I mean, it's, it's a great way to get around if you're away from cars, so. Excellent. Um, what are the big things that you feel make Modesto special? You know, we're gonna wrap up here. I, I want you to share with everybody, like Modesto's awesome because blank, um, and it can be some outdoors and other stuff. You have kids in school here, um, you work here, um, you know, this is your time to make Modesto shine. Well, if I was to sell Modesto, which I have over the years, trying to impress upon people that Modesto isn't that bad. I, mean, I, I hear all the, you know, we get a pretty bad rap in the media sometimes, but when you live here and you get out and you, and you actually get involved in the community, Modesto is a great place to live. Um, we, like I mentioned before, we're, we're very well positioned here in California, in the central California. We're, we're a great, uh, uh, base camp, if you will, to get out and do things uh, different places around the area within two miles. You go to the city within a couple a couple hours, uh, you know, experience San Francisco, Tahoe, Yosemite, like I mentioned before, you know, nice ferry and Pinecrest are right in your backyard. Um, you know, the weather, the weather is great here all year long, really. I mean, we really have very few uh, months where it's just unbearable. I mean, summer gets a little hot around August. And then, you know, January can be a little cold and foggy sometimes, but overall you can get outside and enjoy uh, the outdoors in Modesto throughout the year. Um, you know, the cost of living, it's, it's, it's pretty conducive to having a, a, a middle in income family. They can survive here, you know? Um, well, you can have a great house with a nice yard on a tree lined street for, you know, less than you pay rent um, in 90% of the cities in the country. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, Sebesto offers a lot, a lot as far as being centralized, uh, great weather, you know, great downtown, really the city overall has some really nice amenities that um, if you live someplace else a little further away, you'd have to drive to get here. People do. I, I see more and more people uh, coming to Modesto to, to recreate or, or, you know, go to a restaurant or like you mentioned the mall or whatever, you know, but um, I say Modesto, Modesto has it all, um, in a sense, and and uh, I would say that, you know, we're growing and um, we're growing the right way. I think, you know, um, so. Hope that and helps. there's space. Like when you're downtown, there's space outside right now. So if anyone's listening to this over the COVID period, because hopefully they'll listen to it after, um, it's really spread out too. Wide sidewalks. Um, everyone's taking it pretty seriously. So if, if someone's coming to town, um, how do they connect with your trail program or shadow chase or you know, email websites? Is there a place that um, people should go to check out some information? Yeah, we have a, we have a social media presence, obviously. Uh, Dry Creek Trails Coalition is on Facebook, uh, Instagram. And then Dry Creek Trail Riders is also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Dry Creek Trails Coalition, we have a, a website, drycreektrails.org, is sort of a portal. And uh, so you can go there to connect with us, uh, ask questions, but really our social media is probably the best way to connect, uh, get involved, 
Uh, we're, we're hosting a, um, a Love Modesto event on October 3rd uh, down at Dry Creek, Coffee and Scenic. And, uh, you know, people come out and they help, help clean up the, the trail system on that, on that one day, but they also get an opportunity to come out and experience that trail system in the outdoors. And a lot of those people come back and recreate. So they contact us through Love Modesto. Uh, we connect them with the outdoors and they, they keep coming back for more. So I would say our social media and our website, drycreektrails.org is probably the two best ways to contact us. Excellent. So thanks, Darren. Um, and for those listening, we had Darren Jesberg join us today. His experience from fireman to professional marketer to outdoor enthusiast. Um, and he's one of those people. Thank you, Darren. That make Modesto great. Um, on the Get Fresh podcast coming soon, we're going to have some local Olympians. We will have, um, we have social media takeover folks that are going to come and share their experience. Um, we're going to have some chefs coming in bringing culinary secrets. So I want to wish everybody a great Modesto day. Come on down. See us at uh, visitmodesto.com or at visitmodesto. Um, and thanks again. Okay. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate the opportunity. Good talking to you. And I'll see you guys out on the trail sometime. Cheers.